Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ozone. Live from Koreatown, it is Omar Miller with his fabulous brother, Terry Miller. On the black hand side, brother, how you feel? How you feeling, sucker? <laughs> it's a stone groove in here, Jack. And uh, I'm feeling good. I'm actually feeling really good because it's finally not... 100 degrees outside in Los Angeles. About time, right? Uh, unbelievable. This has been a very hot, sticky summer. Very hot summer in more ways than one, literally and figuratively. Very honeysuckle-ish. We have, a, we have a, a lot to honeysuckle on today. Major injuries in baseball. You had uh, Nolan Arenado get his hand, look like was broken, but wow. now he's back in the lineup. Bryce Harper got hurt. Eraldis Chapman is suspect. Um, we got big moves going down in the big three. We got a, a major matchup to talk about between Ice Cube and LeVar Ball, also known as Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Spike Lee boycotting for Colin Kaepernick. We got a college football preview that we need to get in on. And we even got some news from uh, across the pond about Cristiano Ronaldo getting suspended. Want to start it off, though, straight with the NFL. Straight with it. Straight with it, because there's so much that's happened over the weekend, and it seems like the NFL is most directly uh, responsive. We had the terrorist acts and the racist marches that took place in Charlottesville right. in Virginia that have the nation and really parts of the world up in arms. I saw a statement from uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel Despise any. She was just. She was just mortified that anything that's affiliated with Nazism is still alive, based on the way that it's criminalized in Germany. Right. Um, and you know, the young lady Heather Heyer lost her life. So God bless her soul for trying to do the right thing and protest and peace and so on and so forth. Well, what we're seeing now is Colin Kaepernick's protest and his form of protest seems to be the preferred method now for football players. So like everything else, people just needed a leader to express what it is that they were about. And what we're seeing is now this past weekend in preseason football, we have quite a few players who decided to sit down. Yeah. Bennett. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Martellus Bennett decided to sit down. He's just, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Sorry. Yeah, Michael, Michael Bennett. Bennett. Sorry uh -huh. about that. Up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, he's just Martellus a solid brother, dude. Right? Yes. Brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I get him mixed up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people do the same with us. Uh, but you have him. You have Marshawn Lynch from the Raider Nation. He's more, but they don't. They they're saying they don't know why he's doing it. He could be just doing it just because. I don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's. An I, accident I don't think either. it's a coincidence. If you want to buy into that, that's you know, especially from being from where he's from as well. Exactly, so he's been through it. He that's knows. town business. Yeah, he knows what time it is. You even got uh, uh, actor slash activist Jesse Williams, fellow uninterrupted.com podcast mate, who sat down at the national anthem of the Big Three. And he even he made sure that there was no confusion about why he was doing it. He actually put up a picture that said, as soon as I stand up, uh, as soon as you stand up for us, I'll stand up for the anthem. And it was addressed to the president, I do believe, or it was just addressed to the, the public at large after the massacre uh, uh, of the protesters that took place. Massacre may be a strong word, but after the terrorist activity that took place, it took some people's lives and put others in the hospital. Now, why do you think that the president really doesn't like to call that terrorism? Because he's a racist. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think no, because I he, he's he's ideologically, mm -hmm. ideologically, I believe that he ha has no problems from benefiting from the prejudice that comes along with those people who he then in turn doesn't want to inflame in case he wants to run again. And I, whenever you have a former clan grand dragon, grand wizard, whatever that silly shit is called, whenever you have that person reaching out to say good looking out, 
you know things are going left. Right. You know, and and, and it is what it is. Uh, but my my thing is tying it back into sports that just blows my mind is how many guys that we have out here that actually are speaking out against the protest. There's a there's some kind of confusion with Black Lives Matter and Antifa, yeah, this group or whatever yeah, that, that yeah. was called. And for some reason, they seem to believe that Black Lives Matter means they're saying that all lives doesn't matter. Yes, and it's yes. not true. There's not that type of conflict. No, it's it's like being at the 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 rally for to find a cure for AIDS, and you stand up yelling, talking about yeah, but what about cancer patients? <laughs> right. We'll go go to the cancer rally. You know, and, and I I think that. Uh, it's pretty unfortunate, but what I'm saying is directly. I want to play some clips if I can find them, but there's been some uh, there's been some outspoken people to say that they want to make sure that the protest does not hit their ground. Did you see Hugh Jackson came out and said that he doesn't want his players to protest? Oh, really? Very. I'm very surprised. I'm going to read you a statement from Hugh. Hugh Jackson, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Uh... Hugh actually is somebody we've hung out with that actually is a really cool guy. Yeah. This was this came as a surprise to us completely. Um, Hugh said Monday, he said, I think everybody has a right to do, and I get it. But the national anthem means a lot to myself personally, the organization, and our football team. I hope, again, I can't speak. I haven't really talked to our team about it. I would hope that we don't have those issues. Uh, I understand that there's a lot going on in the world. I like to just keep it here. What we deal with, we try to deal with as a team in our closed environment. We talk about things. Jackson continued, hopefully that won't happen. I can't tell you it won't happen, but I just know our guys. And I don't think that 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 is where our focus is. We hope that the things that are going on in the world get ironed out. But I know right now that we're doing everything we can to get our football team better. To me, it's just mind-blowing. Sounds like it's sort of a threat. It's a veiled threat, very thinly veiled threat right. to to basically say if you engage in this form of protest, you won't have to worry about playing and or being on the team. Right. It's going to take somebody in Cleveland. And I'm not so familiar with their roster, but it's going to take somebody in Cleveland. With they don't a, really have any standout players like that. Yeah, that that the team can't get rid of to be willing to step out right. and to you know to make a statement. I just don't understand this buck passing that. Uh, that Hugh was doing here, Coach Jackson is doing here. I don't understand it in general, you know, because I read the, you know, how the internet is just undefeated when it comes to comedy, but you know what? They do well when it comes to drama, too. Somebody put up something on Twitter the other day that said, for everybody wondering what they would have done during the Holocaust and slavery, you can now find out because you're in it now, and whatever you do is what you would have done. Wow. In, in essence, saying, you That's know, a deep statement. It is, in essence, saying, hey, guess what? Now is the time. And you're looking at these athletes who are directly and disproportionately affected by all of these events because most of the athletes are black men. Mm -hmm. And you're asking them to not be involved in any form of protest. Or or if they are involved in a form of protest, do it off the clock. Whereas everybody knows that if you do it off the clock, it's nowhere near as effective. You know, and this is what to me is admirable. When it comes to uh, a guy like uh, Bennett, a guy like Cap, a guy like uh, Marshawn, who I, sit down. I feel like football, the the players' union is losing out a lot on this because they're not stepping up for a player that they know that's being blackballed. And that, um, you know, the NFL 
PA should stand up and back this guy because eventually it could happen to any one of the players that are, that are in the league, you know? It, it, and this is the thing. Not just pertaining to... I agree. Yeah. And this is my point. My point is this should offend you. The the events that took place in Charlottesville, Charlottesville and the subsequent events that have taken place all across the country since uh, uh, Cheeto got elected have really, they should offend everyone. Just like Trayvon Martin being killed as you know as a teenager should have offended everyone. Right. You don't you don't need to be a member of the black community for that to offend you to recognize that that life has been lost. Right. And 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 there was no justification for that. That's my point is no matter who was at fault. Right. That to justify that when a life is lost and it's lost in the vein behind some foolishness, it's really really you have to be very insensitive and inhumane to to go along. And you also, you know, and this is the thing is there's so much passivity going on. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to say, well, you know what? I don't need to be active myself. You know, it's it's somebody else's responsibility. Right. Actually, I can hopefully they get it ironed out. Hopefully things work out the way that they're supposed to. Well, you know, I always feel like nobody wants to do anything until it actually affects them. That's what it is. And once it affects you, now all of a sudden I'm up in arms. And, yep. and usually it's too late then because yeah. it's, a, it's a game changer. And when someone loses their life, there is no comeback from that. And that young lady lost her life out there. Yeah. Heather Heyer lost her life out there, which is really, really unfortunate. And there's a lot of people who aren't sympathetic to that because it didn't affect them directly. I agree. You know? And if she was in their family, then it would be a whole different animal. Exactly. But she was out there actually standing up for what's right, you know? She was standing up for civil rights. Yeah. And and for her to lose her life with that, she has now become a a victim of the struggle, which is really, really unfortunate. And want to hear what uh what a, a a Hall of Fame receiver Tim Brown has to say to Beast Mode about him and that potential protest. How do you feel, Tim, about Marshawn Lynch choosing not to stand for the national anthem? Uh, you know, why, man? Why? Why why bring this on yourself? You know, I mean, he has the perfect thing going on in Oakland. Um, you know, why bring negativity to this incredible uh, positive situation? So now you got Jack Del Rio on skates trying to figure out what to say. I'm sure they're going to be trying to get to Mark Davis, you know, and uh, and Reggie, man, it's. I, I don't know. I just I just don't get it. I you know, I understand these guys, man. They're trying to make statements and they're trying to, you know, be a part of this world. Uh but football is where people go to get away from all that stuff. Is this a distraction to the team? Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody's gonna say that it's not, but I'm sure everybody would tell you they wish they didn't have to talk about it and answer to it also. Either he's gonna choose to, to represent himself and to do this deal, or he's going to, you know, say, hey, I'm here to help the Raiders win a football game, uh, win a championship if I can. And because outside of the stadium, he can do whatever he wants to do. And I know the Raider organization well enough to know that they would help him any way they possibly could, you know, outside the stadium. Should Marshawn stand next week? I hope so, man. You know, I hope so. I mean, I hope this is a preseason thing. He's not suiting up. He's not whatever. And I, I just hope he's just ignoring it from that standpoint. But uh, I, I, I just I just would hate to see this season be marred with with people protesting him and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, you know, this team legitimately has a chance to win a championship this year, I believe. What on this, the time? <laughs> I, he was just on ballers. 
And I, 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 let me tell you something. The shuck and jive train is being conducted by Tim Brown. And amongst other people who I tell have, Colin Kaepernick to cut his hair and the whole song and dance. Mind-blowing to me is what we're seeing here. I'm blown away. You I, didn't even hear it. You I, didn't I, know I, about I, that, I, did you? I can see that, that. Snuck that piece in on me. It's a, it's a very disturbing piece. This is a very, this is like the film Irreversible. This is a dark piece. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. First of all, let's get down to the way rubber meets the road. The NFL keeps acting like they care about winning. Teams care about winning. In reality, if you cared about winning, if the league was all about winning, then Jay Cutler wouldn't be playing. You would have Colin Kaepernick having that job, or even if you're talking about him backing someone up, why couldn't he back up the kid in, in Oakland? I mean, come on, dude. They're not serious about winning. Most of these organizations aren't serious about winning. They're about, they're serious about control, making people do what they want them to do. You know, it's it's, it's ridiculous. You're talking about a guy like Tim Brown who comes out and says something like that. Tim Brown shouldn't even never be left back in the stadium. They shouldn't even let him back in the stadium. And he tell us how you really feel. But he <laughs> he also they're not only beyond that are they not. Whether or not it's about winning, what they are about is the bottom line. And once again, they're about the idea of saying, you know what, that's taking place somewhere else. Let's let that handle itself. Yeah, listen, this is a place where you come and get away from reality. Come on, man. Come on, man. Watching millionaires play football? That's getting away from reality? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the the, the most mind-blowing thing to me is... Tim Brown is talking about it like he's not affected by the damn system. He's talking about it like you would you would think. I'm sure that Tim Brown has been pulled over several times, I'm especially sure when he was in profiled. Los Angeles driving while black back in the 80s. Come on, man. No doubt about it that the Rampart Division pulled Tim Brown over. They might have gave and, him love because they yeah, recognized and he him. he gave him the Tim Brown card. I, he, I, I bet you he went directly to it. Exactly. Hey, man, I'm Tim Brown from the Raiders. I bet. And I mean, and this this whole thing. Oh, I hope it. I hope it doesn't mar the season. You know what? I hope it doesn't get marred. I hope the streets don't continue to get marred with people's blood that are out there just trying to live their lives and get equality for people. That's what I hope doesn't happen. Well, this guy is busy trying to act like a a football championship is more important than people who are out there. A football championship dying is not more important than one person's life. Not more important than one person's life. And not more important than one citizen's life, one innocent citizen's life. And this I'm dude, very <laughs> I, I can see you all the way. This, this dude has the nerve wow. to sit around and talk about and, and equate the idea of. To me, this kind of talk is like the, this is the Trump talk. This is the Trump talk in blackface. This, I'm going to tell you something else in blackface. This is how slavery happened. Yeah, because well, for, they feed us, and, and and beyond <laughs> that, the people who don't know, I'm even go before that. The only way that the Dutch. And, and and the other Europeans who wanted to, to own other people who were able to perpetrate that fraud was there were other African tribes who went out and tricked other Africans yes. into coming and being enslaved. And Tim Brown has just revealed to me to be the kind of person who would be a part of that. Very disgusting. He's disgusting, dude. Come I'm, on, man. I'm disappointed in Tim. Are you kidding me? This is like Michael Vick the other week. This is the same. This is the same nonsense. I, I don't even know where this thought. I mean, process. I mean, I mean, Michael Vick. I'll go as far as to say, actually, this isn't. This is way worse than Michael Vick scenario. Michael Vick is saying, "Hey, Colin Kaepernick." Michael Vick just came off like he was a little bit dumb, and since he's realized what's going on, he's like, you know, he's apologized on television to his wife and all mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Wife don't want to give him no booty because she's like, "Man, yo, man, you playing games right now." Mm-hmm. And now Tim Brown. I mean, you heard it the way it wasn't like that was edited. This is this is how these are his thoughts. These are his thoughts. Wow. 
Yeah, I can see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. I hate to reveal this to you. This is this is life. This is how it is. You talking about being non-PC. That's it right there. <laughs> it's sick. That's sick. That's a sick train of thought right there. That's a sick puppy, as they would say. That's a sick puppy. Because, I mean, just the idea that football and your individual success is more important than, than squashing neo-Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan walking and marching and killing people who are opposed to them. And guess what? They wouldn't care if he was in his uniform. They would spit in his face. Are you crazy? But it wouldn't matter to him because afterwards he can go to the hills and chill out. Yeah. And he'll be good. And him and his family will be good. Wow. This is a this is this is very selfish. I mean, very disturbing. Very, very disturbing. He was the king of the crossing route though. I mean he's a monster. Tim Brown was a monster. <laughs> was Jerry Rice was better, but Tim yeah. Brown was a monster. He used to go after it in the Battle of the Bay. He was great at the crossing route. Crossing route made his living off that crossing route. He came even it was a great, yeah, yeah, it was a great yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, I'm wow. Wow. I mean, I'm sure people um, feel the same way about me. By saying, hey, man, that guy should keep his opinion to himself. But if that's the opinion you're going to let out, thank you. That's all I have to say to Tim Brown. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for letting that opinion out so, so, we that, know. so that I know what time it is. So I know I can never count on you if push comes to shove and you end up in the squeeze. And uh, Don't it's, it's call just, Tim. It, don't call Tim, man, because that was, wow. I mean, unbelievable. But I want to continue along with that thread. Did you hear what Rob Ryan, unemployed defensive coordinator, had to say? What did Rob Ryan? You did yeah, I got you today. My dad served. He saw the flag. I respect the flag. He's a tremendous football player and a tremendous person. I think uh, you have to have that talk with him. I think I think people are are uh, are getting this all wrong. I think and the national anthem is for our entire country. Uh, my, you know, my father served in the Korean War. I was brought up to respect the flag, respect the veterans. You know they're giving up their life for these for this flag, uh, you know, and and I think I think the whole country needs a dose of hey, let's be proud of our country, let's stand behind our president, let's let's uh, do things. Do we have other issues? Absolutely, we do. We always but have. Now, now is not the time to do that. This is the national anthem. It's not just each sideline standing up for the na- national anthem. It's the entire stadium. All right, you're standing up for America. You're standing up for the flag, and and everybody should do that. I, I, you know, and and I think uh, you see those veterans at Walter Reed uh, Hospital with blown off legs and things like that. And they still love our country. They still love our flag, and I think that's not the time and place to do that. And uh, I think you'd you really have a, have to have a heart to heart with uh, with these players and say, look, can you can you do this in another forum? I, I just this is just unbelievable to me. The, the it's just the, the, first, the United all, States of America is amazing. First yes, and foremost, first of all, everybody should quit acting like he said that he's against the military. He never. Everybody should quit acting like everybody who sits for against during the anthem is against the military, is against right. America, right? It, or or is in some way directly against the flag or the anthem. Right. Which, by the way. If you don't know, go look up the the lyrics for the second verse of the national anthem the where third, they talk right? about the the niggers this and this that and the other that they decided to cut out for PC's sake. Right. Why why you feeling so jazzy about things? Right. And I love the national anthem to be honest. Yeah. Because the first a, verse is vicious. The first verse is vicious. He came he came with a hard. He came with a hot sixteen. Yeah. Came nice with it. Came with a very very Ice Cube circa ninety four esque. But then he lost his way in the second. Then he lost his way. You know, you can't be a great rapper forever. That's how it goes. It's a young man's game. But uh, so now you look at the 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 conversation that's going on here, 
Why is it? Do you think it's just another version of people dodging the issue to deflect it and talk about the military and the flag? Or do you think it's a generational thing? What do you think that that is? I just think that people don't, in general, know or have a background on what's going on in the world. Not, not enough in- A bubble. Yeah. There's people not are in enough, the bubble. Exactly. And then it's easier to take the next guy's uh, word as Bible. So if Donald Trump, if I don't do my own research and I listen to Donald Trump, I'll go along with whatever Donald Trump says. Or if Rex Ryan or anybody else. Or Tim Brown, whoever. Or if it just didn't directly affect me, just like yes. you said. Yeah. I, if you said, don't get pulled over and are not constantly the suspect of something, even when you're innocent, if you don't see people in your family get harassed or and or killed and so on and so forth, then it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to even fathom the concept that the system is tilted against certain groups. Right. It's just and and. You know, and that's a that's a difficult position to be in. It's not as difficult as being in the position of being systematically uh, uh, discriminated against, but that's a difficult position. And I just I really do hope this thing in the world of social media. I love that this has now caught fire, if you will. You can't hide anymore in social media. And I think that they hurt themselves a little bit. Meaning the NFL, they made it a little bit bigger by not giving Kaepernick a job. Which is a blessing in disguise so far. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Wow, I didn't even think about it yeah. that way. Because everybody's on board now. Not everybody, but you know, the the masks, their, their eyes are on this situation right now. Yeah, you're right. And so, now what's your take with that, uh, moving on to other things that are going on in the NFL? What's your take on the trades? What do you think about Sammy Watkins to the Rams? Do you think they're actually going to have some offense? Will Todd Gurley bounce back? Ty Gurley was a victim of bad coaching. I mean, they didn't they didn't have a, a great offensive line. They didn't have a great scheme. The coach wasn't that good. And then you want this guy to go out there without a quarterback and without really any receivers and run for a thousand yards. It doesn't happen. You have to give him something to work with. There's no there, there's never been any situation like what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott where there hasn't been a complement of a running back and a quarterback situation where one succeeded pretty much without the other. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean. Yeah, so look at Troy Aikman. When Emmitt Smith decided to sit out for a couple of games or whatever, just seemed like just to teach the Dallas Cowboys a lesson, Troy Aikman all of, all of a sudden became... A mere mortal. Yeah, he was Clark Kent. Yeah, he was not Superman. Yeah, and these are the things that happened. The same thing that now Dak Prescott's job is going to be a little bit harder because, because he is a good quarterback, an above-average quarterback, but when you take away the running game, which I've heard a few pundits say that it's not a big deal to Ezekiel Elliott's getting suspended for six days. I, I don't know how that's not a big deal. Because they have Alfred Morris and their offensive line. I don't believe that. That kid is a special talent. No, he's a special talent. So you're going to— They got my man from the, from the Raiders. But, uh, but, but they got uh, Alfred Morris, though. Alfred Morris is supposed to be the lead back right now. Yeah, and from, they got uh, from and, Washington. And, uh, and what's his name from the from the Raiders? McFadden. Like, yeah, Darren McFadden. Mm-hmm. But from before, but you know, and I think that's all good. But Ezekiel Elliott has that Hall of Fame type explosion that right. puts you in right the the playoff hunt. He has that kind of explosion where you anytime he touches the ball, you don't know what might happen. Yeah, actually, you know that at least four or five yards <laughs> is going to happen. Exactly. He's, <laughs> he's forward. He's the, he's the running back that falls forward. Yes, he does. He's too strong. Now, now, what's your take on what's going down with Zeke? So Zeke he ran into some problems. It looks like he's had some domestic violence issues, you potentially, know, because it doesn't seem like, once again, this is the NFL. Policing itself? Policing itself, but actually, yeah, I actually like the idea of policing it, it, for organizations to police themselves when they do it well. But at the same time, 
they have policed Colin Kaepernick in his protest by way of uh, inadvertently suspending him for a season or for life, but not necessarily the same way that they're suspending Zeke. So now six games, he's he's appealed today, and he's appealed on the grounds that there wasn't evidence, enough evidence. He was never, I guess he hasn't been charged, uh, you know, by the law enforcement, so on and so forth. Even though the law enforcement people came over and said they actually fully believed the woman that that said he busted her jaw. Yeah, but he also had, I think, a restraining order against her as well. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, and it's one of these situations where, you know. He say, she say? Yeah, he said, she said, and they shouldn't be together, obviously. Yeah, they're But the problem is is that this happened in the past, and they should have investigated this sooner. So what makes you pull this rabbit out of the hat now and say, you know what? We don't have any evidence, but we're going to suspend you for X amount of games. Yeah. I mean, if he's done it, he should have to pay. But there's no evidence really right now to say that he's done anything. I think overall they're Except penalizing for him. Up that top yeah, whatever. I was about to say they're penalizing him for just wiling out. What are you doing? You literally have the world in the palm of your hand. Right. You are the man. Zeke has that kind of thing to be the face of the NFL. And I don't uh, think uh, well, not no, no. But you can't run around on TMZ pulling women's tops up. You can't. Uh, add, that that obviously did not invite you to do that. Right. Uh, that was a charge waiting in itself, and she decided to not do you know press charges for for her own for her reasons um but you know i think there's an accumulation that there's a lesson that they're trying to teach ezekiel elliott that his behavior won't be tolerated no matter how great he is and we've seen it time and time again that you are not bigger than the game of football i mean they just did it with tom brady with with suspending him and tom brady came back and completely and totally busted ass by design to yeah. show everybody inflated balls, deflated balls. Yeah. You I'll, can't hold me. I drag my balls. I drag them all <laughs> over the place. No, I drag all on the league. 16 <laughs> is dragging them all on the league. And there's no answer for me. You know, I think, uh, wow, man, it's, it's a, it's a, the NFL, what a dichotomy, you know, what yeah. a, what a conundrum that they are in with constantly breeding more and more aggressive and violent people. While at the same time, being surprised that they're aggressive and violent, <laughs> they're aggressive and violent. How are you like this? This is what you're telling me to do, and yeah. then you want me to turn it off. Yeah, you have to deprogram these kids. Now I saw a meme too. I don't know if it was real or not. Where James Harrison said that nobody on my team better not sit out the anthem. If they do, they're going they better be in a wheelchair. And James Harrison was threatening people about sitting down. Wow. Yeah, I mean this is this thing the division that this is causing. Uh, and the division that it's exposing, I hope, is just a means and a grounds towards actual healing. Well, we can reflect on when Muhammad Ali stood up, you know, and he stood up for something that he felt like was very, very important at the time. Yep. And he he made a difference. This he is what made you a do. Difference. You have your, you have your stage. You use to that his power. own detriment. Exactly. And you use that power at that time to to make a point. And if if that's the cloth that you're cut from. Exactly. And if it is not the cloth that you're cut from. You make threats. Then you then you make threats or you just or you you perpetuate uh uh the system's rhetoric, you know, and you you try to pass the buck. Right. Is what you do. You don't take responsibility for it yourself, you try to pass the buck. That's just uh, unbelievable to me. Want to move on? Move on. Well, no, no, we'll stay in the football range. You see that this, uh, you see Spike Lee is organizing a boycott for Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's going hard for Cap right now. They are, as they should. But, I, but, but this is what I'm saying. The players aren't going hard for him. 
a handful of them are, and they're not. You know, yeah, at, but, at, as at large, they're not. Yeah, they're union. The 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 white players, the black players, any player that's a part of that NFLPA should be involved in this, just because they're saying that they can take your job anytime they want to if you step out of line, regardless of whether it's you've broken the law. Yeah, you actually what they're saying here is you have a better chance of keeping your employment if you've broken the law. As opposed, <laughs> if much. you're actually posing a real threat, an ideological threat right. to the overall uniformity of the system and of the people that we're trying to entertain. And this is what the union is supposed to be about. You're supposed to be unified. That's not unification. It's not. It's split belts. <laughs> yeah. It's not unified. Well, it is late August, ladies and gentlemen, and that means it's time for some college football. Got a little college football preview coming from Aaron Plunkett. CEO of CLA Sports. Yo, yo. What's going on, big L? AP in the house. How you feeling? What's up, APZ? Hey, what's going on? I'm feeling feeling good, man. You know what? I'm actually excited. Um, I'll turn my TV back on soon, and I don't know if I'll let my son watch yet. His mom might get mad, but football season is back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. It's back. It's controversial. There's a lot of lines of society rolling over into football and uh, I think that there's a lot of guys that right now, young guys, like the guys you deal with on CLA Sports, that are going to have to learn uh, which side of the ball that they're going to play on when it comes to social issues and so on and so forth. I think that it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting time in history that we're living in, and it's one that you don't want to be on the wrong side of for your own personal uh, uh, regret system. When you wake up down the road, God willing, 20, 25 years, you were on the right side of this one. But... We're here to talk to you about the college football preview. We know you work with a lot of the kids uh, with your recruiting service. And what do you think about the, 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 the AP rankings right now? And not, uh, not Aaron Plunkett, but Associated Press <laughs> rankings right now. And who, who should we look out for? Man, um, you know, I can't, I can't speak to a ton of, you know, a ton of teams across the board, you know, because – I'm primarily a, a, a Pac-12. I'm West Coast biased type of guy, but West you know, Coast. Day, I, I, you know, I look at I look at teams like you know Alabama. You know, they're definitely stocked coming back, and you know they got a lot of young talent. And Jalen Hurts is you know obviously going to be you know a little bit older now, and he has some experience under his belt. You know, they got our man uh, Najee Harris out there. He's from the Bay Area, a California guy, one of the top running backs in the nation at Alabama. He looks to you know contribute, but you know, I just look at those guys over time and those programs in college football that have the tradition of winning, you know, and Ohio State's going to be up there at the end of the season. You know, Clemson has obviously proved that, they, you know, they're going to be able to get talent to come out there and to play, you know, out there in Death Valley. But I think you got to look at, at some young teams like a flight Florida State, you know, uh, you know what I mean, a, a team like that. they got a lot of young guys, especially DBs and linebackers, they had a dude named Dontavius Jackson actually from uh, Texas who we got a chance to see one year. He's a linebacker out there, and, I mean, he hit some kid harder than I've ever seen a high school linebacker hit somebody. So, <laughs> really? You know, wow. Florida State finds, finds those guys, you know what I mean? And Jimbo Fisher is a great recruiter. So I think Florida State at the end of the day might be one of those teams that we're talking about at the end of it all. But if you want to go Pac-12 – I'm going to look at teams like uh, Washington. They're reloaded. You know, Jake Browning is a, a great quarterback up there. You know, he, he showed that he wasn't ready for the, the big-time Heisman hype. You know, at one point he was on people's list, you know, and he kind of, you know, got, got uh, picked apart towards the end of the season. But he's the type of guy he'll learn. You know, I think he threw something like 
he has a state record in California in high school for uh, uh, touchdown passes. I think he might have even thrown like 90 in one season. Wow. At, at wow, Fulton. that guy he was putting it in the, in the air. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, Google it. His high school stats were ridiculous. So, I mean, he's great, and they just recruit great players up there with their staff at, at UW, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got guys like Dante Pettis who are going to step in for um, the loss of John Ross. You know, they got a deep, young uh, DB core, you know, that's going to – step in and replace those guys that went to the league. But I think it's, you know, USC time in the, uh, in the Pac-12, you know. obviously You think it's UCLA time for a resurrection after what they pulled thing, off last year at the Rose Bowl? Man, I, I think that momentum, that, that you know, and, and look at, okay, they lost Dory Juju, and they lost some of these guys, some of the linemen. But, man, they've, they've overcome, I think, that, that sanction era and – you know they're gonna they're gonna resume that Pac-12 dominance, but you know teams like Colorado and, and Utah and and Arizona, you know the Pac-12 is pretty stocked with talent right now, man. I think that it it might be one of the best uh, times for the Pac-12 if you look at the draft and you know how Adoree's doing now with the Titans and different guys from the Pac-12 are gonna be able to contribute. You know it's gonna be nice to see. Well, that's great, man. And if you had, if you were a betting man, who do you think takes the Pac-12? Are you going with uh, SC? Do you think they have a chance to actually rival and go for the national championship this year against the other powerhouses from down south? I think if do they have enough, or do you think they need step up? Okay, they've got to have young guys that step up. They've got Chris Hawkins at DB. You know, he's like a you know team captain. I'm not sure if he's a captain this year, but he's a veteran, like a five year guy. I think he might have redshirted fifth year senior. But uh, he might – I think he did redshirt, actually. But then you got, uh, you know, a lot of young guys. Jack Jones from Long Beach Poly is a corner stepping up. He's stepping into, a, a you know, a big role. And you got, you know, kind of a, a – so people are going to have to prove their, themselves in that defensive backfield with the absence of a Dory and Leon McQuay. You know, Leon McQuay saved that uh, Rose Bowl game for them because he sure got did. that interception. Sure did. Big right? pick. So, Huge. So, you know, imagine him not there. But uh, you got, you know, I think USC's got some young guys on the D-line. Rasheem Green from Sarah, he's huge. Um, He's going to be a a big guy coming back. And they've always, you know, USC's always got those linebackers. You know, if they don't get them locally, they'll get them from somewhere out of state. But I think they're back with Darnold, man. There it is. Wow, there it is. And and last thing I want to catch you with, give me a quick hot take on what you feel about the CIF Southern section going into this year with the college football preview of what's going down. Who do you like? Who do you think's making noise? And who's a sleeper? Um, the, the perennial guys are making noise. So you got Modern Day and you got um, St. John Bosco. But, you know, I think Sarah's had a few down years. And, uh, you know, since the Dory Jackson era when they won state, you know, they haven't really gotten back up to that level since. But Modern Day and Bosco are always big. I think Sarah is a sleeper to potentially take it off. They got a good QB. But um, Long Beach Poly has a lot of transfers. They got that quarterback from Oaks Christian who was committed to SC. He decommitted. Now he's committed to Florida, University of Florida, Matt Corral. They got a bunch of transfers at uh, Poly that, you know, they might be a sleeper, man. But at the end of the day, in in high school football, oh, it's all about the quarterback. Whoever's got the best quarterback at the end of the day is going to go. And Modern Day has an Army All-American and St. John Bosco has a guy who, uh, who's actually who, whose mom used to be on American Gladiator, right? She was one of the ladies on American Gladiator, nice. and the dad dad's former military. So the QB from Bosco runs about a ten four hundred, and uh, he can throw the ball. He's committed to uh, Iowa State. Bosco won state last year. They beat De La Salle. So I guess 
you know what I mean? They're my front runner, but my sleepers are going to be Sarah or Long Beach Poly. AP. Wow. CLA Sports. That's a right. thorough analysis. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find you. Give them handles on social media and the website itself and a little bit about what it is that you do. Uh, check us out. We're at Sports Recruit on Twitter and Instagram, um, also on YouTube. So we do a lot of highlight mixtapes uh, from high school football, high school basketball, locally and across the nation. And you can check us out. Um, actually, check out our Instagram uh, special for our high school uh, football uh, pre preseason previews we've got. So we went and visited a few high schools locally, Sarah, uh, Los Alamitos. We went to Cathedral Catholic downtown. Um, so check those out, man, on YouTube and support, like, subscribe, follow. And thank you, man, to the Ozone. There it is. AP, thank you. All right, AP. All right, fellas. Got a finger on the postal community. He really does. You want to talk about football, college, especially high school, that guy, man. Go to at Sports Recruits on Twitter, on Instagram. You get your daily dose of high school football because it's going down. He knows. He really knows. And he cares. It's yeah, great to see somebody. Level, yeah. Right? It's great to see somebody so passionate about it. And now it's time to move on to a little thing that we call Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now. I have to say. Did Giancarlo just hit another home run? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. This guy, he gave it to Mad Bum. thing you got to like about Giancarlo Stanton is, is that he goes deep off of primo guys, off of bum guys. It doesn't matter. You put him out there, he's going to go deep. Believe it. Going deep. And, I mean, he's seeing the ball right so, now, sounds man. Sounds like he's pissed about losing that home run derby. Seems like he's a little <laughs> upset about it. And and it also seems like he's gonna he's he's bound and determined to earn every bit of that contract. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Um, he just cleared waivers, so maybe somebody might scoop him up the way he's playing. Maybe. I mean, I have no idea why. I, I, I would be surprised if the Jeter and Jordan and all those guys let him go. You see that news that – Jeter's the front runner to buy the team now. They, yeah, I thought agreed. it's going through now. Yeah, right? it's going through. Yeah. It's going it's going down, as they say. And they say Michael Jordan's a small piece of that group as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Derek Jeter's going to win, man. I believe it. I think I'm going to become a Miami Marlins fan as long as nobody says anything stupid about a protest. <laughs> well, if you got Stanton on the squad, I'm sure if they get rid of him, they'll get something for him. I don't know and if, a lot. Uh -huh, I don't know if they'll get rid of him right now, though. Because, yeah, I know. don't see why. I don't see where the, Not, where well, the Mad Dash be, would they're be. In, yeah, in transition being yeah. sold. But you, between Yelich... Him, D. Gordon, and Marcelo Zuna, it's, and and Justin Bohr, yeah. you have some real a real lineup there. If, if these guys can stay, yeah, if they can stay, if these guys can stay healthy, you have you have a real opportunity. But what I wanted to talk about is, did you see that grotesque injury that Bryce Harper suffered? Yeah, and it 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 looked sort of funny when you see him pop I, up I like didn't that. Think there was anything funny about it. It did because the way that he tripped, it looks like it was almost uh, like a gag. If you just turned on the television and saw somebody falling like that, you would think that it was like America's funniest videos or something like that. But it was all about that bag being wet, him, because it looks like his ankle was worse than his knee. It, it looked really, really bad. I happen to know because I had an accident with a horse that tore up my knee, uh, and I, I just, you know. I happen to know that you don't want your knee to go the wrong direction. It's just not the or way that you want to go. Or your ankle, but especially your knee. Now, the thing is... It's going to be serious for them if he can't come back and be like, you know, you need him to be close to what he was. And what I want to talk about is the the Washington Nationals potentially downplaying and lying about the amount of, you know, time and whatnot for the injuries that they sustained. I At think first, a lot of people it, lie about I it. think so, but the Nationals seem to be putting out a, a precedent of a consistent shortchanging. Because if you remember, 
Uh, uh, Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner was not supposed to be out long. Forever it was Ryan Zimmerman. Jason's worth has been out for like 10 years based on <laughs> an oblique strain or something yeah, like that. Trey Turner, he's just starting to ramp it up now. But his wrist, man, that's a serious injury. Even a serious when he comes, injury. Even when he comes back, he might not be able to swing the stick like he swung it before because it take, it saps power. It You know, it, it hurts bad. Yeah. And the same with your knee if you're trying to drive yeah. to, to drive the ball. Yeah, you need that core, that Cobra core to drive off of. Now, months ago, an Ozone listener actually emailed me and uh, emailed me an article from the New York Post just recently because I was talking about the Bryce Harper injury. And months ago, one of your not-so-favorite coaches, Buck Showalter, actually said something about the wet bases. Really? What did he yes. say? He said, uh, the bases that we use now have no give. They're hard as a rock. Often because they get changed so often that they can be so they can be off auctioned. We need a softer base so there's some give. A players can more easily hold the bag so we don't have these unintentional overslides and outs on replays. B you can see the indent on the bag and replay so you know if a fielder was on the bag when a runner touched it. And C so there's some give when players go into a bag so there are fewer injuries. He said I'm gonna uh, to make our our. I'm going to make our bases that way the next spring training because it rains all the time out there and we have to be thinking about how to make things safer all the time. He was basically saying that, look, the players are our biggest commodity in this league and we aren't willing to do the right thing. Yeah, we can't take a chance on getting them hurt. And Bryce Harper is one of the best players in the game, period, if not the best. And you're talking about potentially, I'm really concerned that we're going to be robbed of getting to see him and his wonderful career by the fact that he just plays hard. Yeah, he was he was ramping it. He was turning it up going down the line. I mean, all the time. He's yeah, always all playing at, at full speed. Well, I was at Dodger Stadium when he ran into that netting uh, on the, the, the scoreboard r- trying to run down a ball and cut his face up and everything, and he was out a little while for that or something with his ankle or something like that. But it always has to do with him playing hard. Now, this guy needs – but you know what? Playing hard has ruined a lot of great players' careers. Sure List them off. We got Eric Davis. You got uh, uh, King Griffey Jr. Um, who else can we go with? There's a lot of guys that play really hard. Yeah, that, they just literally go all out every play. Yeah, and, and, and it's amazing because you have a guy like Pete Rose who goes all out every play and hurts other people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't get hurt. He's, he's hurting other people. You you know, it, it's, a, it's a tricky thing because Bryce – Either I was talking to another Ozone uh, uh, listener who was saying, you know, perhaps Bryce just needs to go ahead and go to the Yankees and pick up his $300 million, play first base and DH some of the time Uh and put up insane video game numbers. Yeah, you look at that kid Wilson Contreras is the same way. He He plays hard. Plays hard. He doesn't know how to slow down and, you know, gauge the speed or whatever. And that's the way that you're taught how to play the game when you play it the right way. A lot of guys don't turn it down, and you end up paying the price by getting hurt. And this is baseball's fault, though. Baseball this could have done something fault. about that. This is the second time that this has happened to Washington in Washington. Come on, man. Adam Eaton tore his knee up on a wet base, yeah. on wet first base. And you guys are making millions and millions of dollars. So what big deal is it for you to auction off this bag? Why is it that big? This is the ancillary income. It's all about the dollar-dollar bill, y'all. And then you have it. You know, Scott Boris came out and said, he, he just came out and said, hey, man, you guys got to do better. And he's right. And he is right. You can't let guys, literally the best player on that team, if not one of the best players in the league. Top get, top five players in the league. Yeah, get hurt running to first base, going hard. That's not right. That's not right. And, I mean, all he did was run hard. And you could see it in slow motion. When you first watch it, like you said, in live motion, it looked like it was going to be on a blooper reel. Yeah. But then when you watch his cleat give, 
which then, because he was running so hard, he had so much torque, popped him up like somebody shot him out of a cannon. Right, right. And, his, and you watch his ankle. I looked at his ankle more so than his knee because you could see that his knee got subluxed, but his ankle yeah. like really twisted yeah. as soon as it hit the bag because that's what really caused the problem. And you're, you're running in cleats. You can't stop on a dime like that, and nor were, was he trying to. Nor was he trying to. That's that's a bad look. That's it's a really bad look, and they got to do better. better. Yeah, they got to do better. Who else has to do better is Raul Chapman. <laughs> what's wrong with your man? You're Yankee Nation all day. What's what's going on with him? Well, no, it's just the idea that he's been struggling for a while. And the other day on Sunday Night Baseball, he came in. Really, he should have blown the game on Friday night. <laughs> he he walked the bases he loaded, tried. and Eduardo Nunez bailed him out with bad base running. Right. Um. And then Saturday. I think I think that um, Nunez was just trying to show up the Yankees for getting rid of him, and and he and and you know what that doesn't really work in baseball. Doesn't work. You have to play the game the right way, and so and so then when you look at the situation, um, yeah, man, it, it's it's this is he's 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 a suspect closer at this point. He's, he's not just, lights out. He's it's, for me, he's a pit, he's not a pitcher. He's a thrower at this point. That's exactly it. He came in and and you know, fortunately for the Yankees, he has the kind of stuff that he can get away with that a lot. Yeah, you throw in 100, 200, 3 miles an hour, you can yeah. get away with a lot. Yeah, yeah, you can get away with a lot, but that kid Devers put to put the whammy on was him. Was not intimidated. He was not. He took three healthy hacks. And one of them went traveled about four hundred something feet. And that ball sounded like I don't know what. Oh man, sound like a twelve gauge. <laughs> sound like what you imagine a redwood sounds like if it breaks in the forest. It was, uh, you know. But this is my point: is that looking at these teams because this is the time with the dog days where you find out who's pretenders and who are the real contenders. Yeah. And the Astros need to do something to become to show that they're real because they're so far out in front that they can weather this slump that they're in. Right. And and they played a good game today. They did what they needed to do. But I still believe they need another arm. They need a starting arm. They're talking to Verlander today. I know. I know. But they've been talking to him. So they. I don't know what. Yeah. Big so much like that can't just be There's overnight. so much flirting going on. When is, when's <laughs> the action? Right. There's a lot of teasing going so on. So much tease. So much Ooh. coconut teasing. What's going on? And so uh, you have that. I mean, I think the Red Sox – Kryptonite is what we saw in that game that they lost on Friday, um, which was, you know, but sometimes he makes great moves, so I can't put it all on the coach. Right, this but was that, one, move, that move was that was a bad move. Addison Reed can't be your setup guy. I'm here to tell you, Red Sox Nation. Yeah. Addison Reed is not ready to be your setup guy. He's somebody that you bring in in the sixth. With, or the seventh. Yeah, building the bridge to the setup in the closer. That's it. He, he can't. He high can't. leverage is not his forte. That's not his thing anymore. It hasn't been for years since he left the the White Sox. Really, yeah. And so you have that. They need somebody there. The Astros are slumping. Uh, uh, you know the 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 Nationals got to get healthy. Otherwise, they don't have a chance. Well, if they get Bryce and Trey Turner back, Trey Turner might be back in the next couple of weeks and get Bryce. Guys were sitting around in in their draws taking batting practice, even inside. <laughs> I want to see if Alex Wood is a big pitcher. Either. I think I. And you know what? I'm I, I'm with you because he hasn't been. I would go with as a over Alex Wood. This year, you have to go with Alex Wood because yeah. Alex Wood is like lights out this year. He's pitching tonight. It's going to be interesting to see what you know what he does. Um. But yeah, man, I'm I'm very excited about baseball, and then we we want to move on to just our nicks and notes. Uh, you, did you see the thing with Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, uh, he got, he lost his composure. Yeah, they had the classic go out there, and you know it was a pretty weak foul call. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of gave the the ref a shove. He kept it under control, but he gave him a shove, and that was that whole "you can't touch me" policy, which is going to hurt the team. 
Yeah, I think the superstardom went to his head this time. He, he felt it. He yeah, he did. He felt himself. He was feeling himself. No now doubt about just it. Stand on the sideline, look pretty for about six <laughs> games. <laughs> Looks like he's wearing makeup all the time. <laughs> Take that off, dude. He can't. He's just a good-looking dude. <laughs> what do you want from Christian? Born like that. It's just if he's born this way. He was born this way. <laughs> makeup and all. Oh, I have another note for you. I read something great about your man, Jamal Charles, is ready to go. Even they though ready he has, they hold him back. <laughs> I, and I'm looking at all the fantasy things, and they said that he's a sleeper out there. Jamal, let me guess. He's your first pick. Uh, he, I would get him at the back end because nobody would take him. They would sleep on him. Jamal Charles is going to end up being Don't a man. Don't sleep on me, homie. They, he's going to end up being a man. <laughs> you sleep. I'm telling you. You better pick him up in your league. Uh, Molly Mall. Molly Mall is real. And then, uh, why don't you cover uh, your boy, who you love so much? <laughs> LeVar Ball and Ice Cube went at it. Oh. Tell the people what happened. Four-point competition. My boy, his jumper was a little broke. <laughs> he let Ice Cube get him. Cube <laughs> got him. Both of the jumpers were looking broke, but Cube put him out and put his lights out. But what was the competition? Got to tell people what was going on. It was a four-point play for the, what was it? The, um, it was a four-point shootout for the three-on-three. Okay. I mean, you you sent me the piece, so you handle it, brother. No, no, that's 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 the piece. It was, they had a, a shootout, a four point shootout in the three and three competition, and Ice Cube beat Levar Ball. And it seemed like a couple times Levar Ball tried to take credit for a couple jumpers that uh, <laughs> the Cube hit. The Cube hit. <laughs> tried to steal it, which I thought was pretty funny, to be honest. But yeah, this was a. Uh, you know what? I like to see. I like to see that. I actually, I really like to see the. Um, I like to see that the big three caught on the way that it is. Right. The Staples Center looked pretty packed down there. They had the championship, right? I don't think that was a championship. Actually, I think the championship is in Vegas. Okay. But uh, but but I think that was the road to the championship. I think that was the semis and you know the whole the whole song and dance, and that was a the way to to move forward. And I think Al I would, Harrington and Emma balling out. I would say that it's a success off the top. I would say yeah. I would say so too. Yeah. Other than AI not choosing to play, uh, I think or show up or show up. <laughs> Other than AI giving you AI, which maybe was in his contract. Uh, Can I, I, I give agree. you the AI? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's about all I got. You got something else? What about your boy Bolt? I don't even want to talk about it. That's why you didn't have anything else. I didn't have anything else. The greatest sprinter of all time, ladies and gentlemen. He's going out on the cart. In his very fa- in his very last race. Unbelievable. Ends up popping a hammy. Giant! Popped a hammy on that uh, relay race and couldn't even finish. That's terrible, right? Took a victory lap on barefoot, which was really cool. And still, though, big love to Usain Bolt because I tell you what. You know what he did? He went out and he had a good time. That's what he did afterwards. And that's just who he is, man. He just he's, he loves being Usain Bolt, and I love people who love being themselves. Right? There's nothing wrong with it. And it's just so evident. You know what I mean? It's so clear. It's so evident. Just like Conor McGregor. <laughs> evident that he uh, can't. <laughs> did you see the Conor McGregor challenge going around? Did you see Terrence Crawford? Did you see Bud Crawford and everybody at his gym clowning Conor McGregor? Now, why wouldn't Conor McGregor just actually do something that he was good at and leave the boxing as a mystery? <laughs> He's feeling himself, I think. I would love to hear from any callers or anybody who actually thought that the Conor McGregor workout was impressive. Nobody because the spaghetti <laughs> arms, the, the, the dancing from side to side, which looked like it could be cool at the club on a Thursday night, 
I don't think that that's going to help him against uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather. I can guarantee you that it's not going to help him. <laughs> and, it, and it's a trip, though, because Floyd is doing every single thing that he can. To sell it. To sell it like he should like he should have a problem look, with him. Look, I'm old. <laughs> I ain't as fast. I, I mean, got torn cartilage in my knee. I mean, he could actually put me to sleep. He's a one punch, you know, I'm just a punch <laughs> away from He's taller. <laughs> He's doing everything he can to get you suckers to buy the fight. I'm going to watch it on somebody else's dime. Yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not excited about this fight, but I will be watching the fight just so I can talk about it on the Ozone afterwards. How bad everyone. is the punishment going to be for Conor? That, this is what we need to know. That's the bottom line. How bad is it going to be? Will he put him in the hospital? I hope not. I hope not. I hope he can spend his hundred million dollars. And now, what about what about what was your take on that Paulie Malignaggi? How they played Paulie Malignaggi out? Paulie want to fight him in 2018. They said. <laughs> he want to lace him up. <laughs> Paulie's embarrassed. He want to lace embarrassed. him up. He ate a lot of good punches in that footage. I will say that. And Paulie uh, ought to be ashamed of himself. I agree. But what Paulie said was, "Look, man, uh, you know he and he started to make a bunch of excuses. They paid me to eat him. Well, what he said is, is that that was twelve rounds from an out of shape fighter. <laughs> he said that was twelve rounds, and that footage was from the last two rounds. He said the first ten rounds I dominated, and that's why they don't want to release the footage. That was that's what Paulie said." Paulie shouldn't have let him put tape on him and put, put cameras the, on him. Yeah, yeah. Put the cameras on him. Yeah, yeah. They put the cameras on Paulie. He wasn't ready. Dropped, he dropped Paulie, right? Now, you, now, was it a drop or was it, it not a like drop? It looked like it was a drop to me. I'd give him a drop. It looked like it was a drop. It looked like it was a chocolate drop. But at the same time, there was a, uh, what I will say is, even with that, even with that drop, there was obvious video editing that took place because yeah. they cropped the video. And since we're into editing, you can see that kind of thing. I didn't necessarily see any clear-cut case of pushing over, right. like Paulie was claiming. Right. But no, no, he, he looked like he caught one on top of the dome, probably knocked off knocked his off equilibrium. His balance and he hasn't, and, and he just got off the plane, and he hasn't been fighting. He's out mm-hmm. of shape, you know. But you know, I, my bigger concern was McGregor hit him flush with a left hand, which is his power shot, and it snapped his neck, but it didn't do any like you know. And that's a punch that he will not land on Floyd. Straight down the pipe. Come on, man. Wow. Even the old Floyd's, uh, you know, it's just not going <laughs> to see that footage straight in, down the pipe. You ever see that footage in the gym on one of the 24-7s when 50 Cent was at Floyd's training camp when one of their times when they were friends and uh, and 50 was standing there with uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr. Uh-uh. And he holds up his hand and he said, he goes, he tells 50, he said, hold up your hand. And so 50 holds up his hand, he pops a jab. He said, okay, now you watch this. Move your hand. Move it as fast as you want, wherever you want to go. So 50 starts moving his hand. He cannot move his hand out of the way of of old Floyd Mayweather's punch. <laughs> he, he, no matter where it is that he puts his hand, Floyd Mayweather just taps him. Floyd Mayweather Sr. taps him right in the middle of his palm every single time. He moves on, it man. here. He moves it there. Come on, man. It was really, it was cool. It was really impressive. Then he took off his shirt and he's like, man, y'all don't know nothing. I eat cake, drink soda the whole night. I've been in shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you great old work. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on another spirited edition of the Ozone. Going to leave you with a quote here from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which seems apropos at the time. Dr. King said, the thing wrong with America is white racism. Large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice and humanity. Yeah, you great old work. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on another spirited edition of The Ozone. Going to leave you with a quote here from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which seems...
apropos at the time. Dr. King said, the thing wrong with America is white racism. Large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice and humanity. Come together, people. Listen to John Lennon. We're all on the same side. We are all in the same gang. But it doesn't matter if we don't play together. I am Omar Miller, your host, and this is The Ozone. Ozone. I was born to shine, ay, I was born to grind, had to switch up, now everybody got their lights off, from Soho to SoCo, I do this thing total, so dears, you can find me in the ozone, chilling with my crew, working till the day that our dreams rears, you might find LeBron bumping this up in the kids, yeah. I'm just living the dream, I'm in love with the lights, why you look at that thing, you guys, talk about that swole crew, you're going to play James Harden, I didn't see it, you see it, I'm in beast mode.